70s rock, 80s rock, and a 90s rock style. Well, that's what you're going to get tonight as we explore a band with a very interesting name. Their name is Mockle. And here we are. We are back live tonight. There's a few of us that are here right now. We've got uh, Josh and Jeremy from Mockor. We're waiting for Jeff to come back. I don't know where he went, but but he will be back. I do promise that. Guys, how are you doing this evening? Doing good. Well, it is exciting to have you on. And I have to ask this question right now. We've got Jeremy. We got Jeff and we've got Josh. Did you all purposely pick band members that had names that began with the letter J? Uh, it's yes. a requirement. It is. Re well, it's not. Well, a I mean, we allowed one band member in under a different, but that's. <laughs> what what was the deal? What, what, what did he have to do to get in with that different name? <laughs> uh, be a drummer because drummers are hard to come by. <laughs> the drummers are. They are hard to come by. And hey, everybody, thank you for joining us this evening. If, if this is your first time. Uh, experiencing this Thursday night. And th this is what it is. It is an experience on YouTube. Go ahead and like and subscribe. That helps us and helps us support bands like Mockor. We'll talk more about the pronunciation of the band name later. Uh, down here in South Carolina, most of us want to say Mockor, <laughs> like grandma. But uh, yeehaw. And uh, I was just telling the guys just a few minutes ago, I had some fried chicken for dinner tonight. So you can tell I'm from South Carolina. You know, so we've got Josh, we got Jeremy. Jeremy, you're the bass player, correct? That's correct, yeah. And Josh, you are the front man, the lead vocalist. How long have you guys been rocking together? <laughs> uh, that's always a, that's a, like a, a loaded question because we've been rocking together for a long time. Um, it goes way back to birth. <laughs> really? It does. It we does. go all the way back to birth, <laughs> and it's all—it's it's Jeff's fault. So, like, so you've got like two generations now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it started off with with Jeff. What it was was like a bunch of boys sitting in the room wanting to start a band and making Dad be the guitarist, and then kind of grew from there. Jeremy joined the musical route a little bit long, a little bit later on in life, but mm -hmm. but yeah. So my parents have a bunch of children. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and yeah, that guy, that guy right there sitting down, Jeff, he's responsible for it. It's yeah, fault. there's Jeff. He's, uh, he's made it back to the stream. Jeff, welcome to Raven's Heart. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Raven's Heart, awesome. Just talking about how it's your fault. It's your fault that we have a band. Oh, yeah. No, no, not really. Yeah, it is. Not really. It, it's, yeah, it's, you your, it's, it's your fault, man. Well, I mean, this band. I was, I was, I was a loner. I was a loner. <laughs> Yeah, Markor is is the continuation of a bunch of years of different types of music and different types of names too. So like we've gone through, I think we've gone through a whole family in the band process because it actually started a long time ago with my <laughs> my brother on drums and then we threw Jeff on guitar and okay. then uh, you threw me on guitar, huh? Yeah, yeah. You had no choice. You you felt sorry for us. You're like, I gotta help these boys out. 
So. <laughs> yeah. so you guys have been evolving over the years. I guess that's the best way to describe it as an evolution. Yeah, we definitely have. And there's always in all of our evolutions, there's always one or two people that weren't of the actual birthright, <laughs> but they <laughs> but they became part of it. <laughs> and you guys got high standards to be in the band. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like it. <laughs> yeah. playing it? One of the uh, one of the names of your band, from what I understand, was Blushing Well for a yes. while, and the band was actually quite successful. But then it just the dream stopped. It 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 came to an end, and that's a hard thing for anybody to deal with. That's in ministry, or that's an artist, or that's a musician. Uh, but you had what I call resilience. You bounced back, and now you're Macor. What did God teach you? What what did you learn out of that experience of seeing one dream die and then another one come to life? Well, yeah, found yeah. Jeff, good Jeff was Jeff was on the outside looking in on that one. So yeah, he was he was in the blushing well. But then I, it was we had to stop. Like there was a series of things that fell apart. Like we had members that needed to needed to take time away. And before we knew it, it didn't feel like blushing well. And then we had the lead person of that, of blushing well, me deciding that he wanted to um, try messing up his life for a while. Mm. <laughs> so, so you, you kind of have to walk away from things. And, and unfortunately yeah. the, the blessings removed and you have to just kind of start all over again. So that's but on the outside in, I don't know how Jeff saw it, but. Well, kind of Jeremy and I, thought it was it was hard it was a really painful time wasn't German I mean it didn't feel right doing that band anymore no I mean most of the original members were gone it was just us left and the people we had working with us it just didn't feel right it didn't feel right doing anything right so we yeah. just decided you know what let's just call it quits and blushing blushing well's whole purpose for existing was centered around the story of Jesus with the lady at the well, where, you know, she came to him needing refreshment. And we actually became in a situation where we needed God to come to us. Because so Blushing Wells ministry had had definitely the doors had closed and we needed a new focus and a new new type of ministry. And we needed to be ministered to by God instead of doing the ministry for a while. So we had to take probably four or five years before mock were actually really started happening. And so it was probably a good four or five year period there where blushing well continued sort of like in the hearts of those who loved us, but mm -hmm. weren't doing anything. <laughs> there was nothing. Yeah. Going on. yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a very mature decision to say, Hey, let's step back instead of just trying to push through and something you said, I want to key in on. And it's so important for believers that you know we've all we've all have a calling we all have a ministry but you said that the blessing had been removed you had basically departed the the source wasn't there anymore and it wasn't worth going going and pushing through anymore and i, I think that's so important for us to realize that because we oftentimes get off on this tangent of okay i started i started the race well but we're not running in the right direction that the Lord really wants us to run in. And that's, that's something I think that's very important for um, 
believers to understand today is that you need to be in complete alignment with the Lord and it's not going to work if he's not, if he's not in it, if it's not, if it's not his at all, what advice would you give to any artist or musician or even somebody who's in ministry who's seeing the end of something that they've poured their heart into, that they've poured their time into, and that they've even poured their money into because everybody thinks that, you know, guys like you are like living the rock star lifestyle, but it's not that way at all. You, you actually spend a lot of money to do this. What would you, what advice would you give an artist that's seeing the end of something that they've just poured everything into? It's okay. It's fine. Your time was well served. God's not done with you. Hold on. There's new things coming. Definitely. I don't know, Jeremy, what do you think? I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah. Oh, no, it's totally you. uh, You you know, everything that happened, it was like God gave us the opportunity to start again with a. uh, With nothing, not not even a melody. Mm. And, And then but as as our hearts kind of grew closer to helping each other and letting the Lord help each one of us, uh, the melody began. And uh, the, you know, hence, hence the name Akor, where, you know, it's the wellspring. It's what's below the well. You know, the woman at the well thing, you know, for, for a long time was almost superficial. The message, the message was there because it, it was like we were all parrots. We knew what to say. Mm-hmm. And, but that that's not what God was saying through us. And uh, now now we keep watching things develop because of, well, Jeremy's heart, Joshua's heart. And I'm a, I'm the dreamer. So I just uh, I'm the one that picks up the stuff from the past and hands it off so that it could be a healing with, uh, you know, the young men of the band. Wow. So it's, it's it is an it is an awesome privilege, period. Uh, just watching two young men. I'm I'm always the old guy off to the side, anyhow. So I just I just watch the I watch the fervor and the fury and the and the, and the dance steps, and I I try I try to move, and I think, well, that looks stupid. Let's just stand here. <laughs> <laughs> There's no dance steps. We don't dance. I know, I know. Just, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're just moving we, back and forth. We we do, yeah, we've watched mine on the fever. We've gotten our moves from his band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, Mockcore is not a boy band in the least bit. No. It is more intense and has got more depth to that. And actually, Mockcore, what you're saying is a Hebrew word, and it's more likely pronounced Wachor yeah, in wah. Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah. Than it is what we do. We we Americanize it here and it means wellspring and uh, the underneath of, of the well. And what you just said, Jeff, was just very profound. And I hope that. Many people tonight hear that. It just excites me. This is, you know, when we go behind the scenes of Christian rock and Christian metal, it's not at all what a lot of people think it is. They think it's just the superficial stuff. But the depth that's there and what God is doing, and may he continue to bless you as you pursue him. And I really believe there's going to be more fruit for you as you continue to dive deeper and deeper into his presence. It's just that's just the way God works. That's the way things happen. It's about the relationship. I find it interesting that you describe yourselves as a, and I've never heard this term before, so I'm going to have to have you define it for me, a hard art band. What is hard art? 
that was actually dubbed us so back in the day our um the very first radio station that ever played us was out of pennsylvania here and um i'm not sure if he came across us or we came i think that it was sort of like a blend like we were looking for radio stations and he was out of state college and he's like i want to give you guys a title i'm going to call you modern hard art rock because at that time the blushing mill name was more related to the progressive rock world and so but he's like you obviously are not progressive rock so because progressive rock is completely different you but you guys don't aren't afraid to try things so i'm going to call you modern hard art rock and so it stuck we liked it so we we kept it because that gave us a title that we could be free with we could do whatever we want to so it was his fault insane insane eric lane was his it was his fault so well, I'm glad it was a radio station in Pennsylvania, not Boston, where it'd be hot, hot. <laughs> we go, Boston. <laughs> yeah, Boston. Have to go park the car in the yard to go uh, take in some hot, hot from the Marco guys. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that that term hard art kind of gives you a little bit of latitude or some freedom to do some stuff or there other artistic endeavors that you can find yourself doing because of that, that kind of complement the music that you do. We are able to, I feel like, and I don't know what you think, Jeremy, we're, I feel like we're able to do just about whatever we want to. We even joked and it's, we please forgive us for this, but we even joked about country music, Um, but we're not doing it, (laughs) but we are able to pull in all kinds of elements. And we've actually been able to explore that more as Mawcore because I think you had said that Jeremy had mentioned blushing my head ended up getting pigeonholed. We got marketed wrong. Um, we, even though we had, uh, we, like you said, we had a ton of success. Um, we had a lot of record labels wanting to sign us. Um, it ended up being that people were marketing us as, as a metal band, like, and they weren't like, it wasn't like good metal. It was just met like, it was like, it was people would get it and they would do a review and they're like these bands this band is not a metal band i don't know who said they're metal they're not metal so it's sort of like a double-edged sword we were getting beat up both directions and Mm. uh, but with with mockware we've been able to explore all kinds of stuff um we've even had uh a rapper come on and do a bridge which was really cool to have and we're we're probably going to do it again because it's just kind of fun to explore different things we're able to pull in you know industrial elements we're able to pull in um this next batch of songs have a lot of um, Renaissance feel. Okay. So, so yeah, we're and, and when we first started, uh, we had that steampunk leaning, which, you know, the grinding gears and things like that, which still falls yeah. under industrial, in my opinion, but, but still rock and roll. So it, it allows us to explore a lot. Yeah, it does. You have the freedom and, Really, I believe that's the way God wants you to move is in that freedom. He, He's not in a box, so why should you be in a box? Yeah. So don't, you know, don't, don't uh, be ashamed if you do some country. I'd, I'd listen to it if you guys did it. <laughs> well, we thought what we'd do is we would um, take all the songs that we're doing and we, we'd turn them into country. Because, you know, I don't know if you know Clayton Scott, uh, Cell Dweller, uh, uh, Circle of Dust, um, that back in the day. But he he was doing that. He was like putting he would take his song and he'd put it out like five different ways. So it could oh, wow. 
so we could find a market that would make him money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we thought maybe, maybe if we did, you know, a rap album, a country album, a rock album, maybe one of those would maybe make, you know, pay the bills or something. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that a lot of your European metal bands have been experimenting with different sounds and different styles and even including rap in their music. Um, the symphonic metal band Epica, they took a lot of their music and just did a jazz version of the entire album that they did. So there's that freedom. And that's one of the things that, because yeah, I lean more towards the metal side and those that have been with us for a while, the past five years that we've been uh, broadcasting, know that I lean towards the metal side. But um, you know, it can go anywhere, you know, it can go to towards jazz. It's just really a mixture of a whole lot of different things. Is It's kind of the basket where you have that freedom to do those different things in it. So that's really cool. I want to talk about the steampunk leaning that you had for our viewers and listeners that have not been familiar with that term. When you say steampunk, what, what does that mean? What, what is steampunk? Hey Josh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. Actually, I think where why we went the steampunk idea route is because when we started thinking about Mockhor, we started thinking about the wellspring. You know, we we were trying to think of designs that would go along with the core part of it. And you know, the wellspring comes from the core. Where does it come from? It comes God. You know, God is the core of all wellspring, and life springs up from Him. But we were trying to think of how can it be like you know, kind of fill because we have all those key we have a lot of keyboards that have these grinding sounds and stuff like that so steampunk leans more into the gears and the you know the the grime the stuff that built america is steampunk mm -hmm. so like okay. how can we go in a route that sort of symbolizes the fact that we have all this going on but we're also centered at the core you know that that turning gear and so our very first design mm -hmm was a gear with you know the mc in the middle of it so it's kind of like steampunkish <laughs> oh that's that's pretty cool yeah over here we have the the gothic leanings uh that's just the way that i was built god just built me that way and after having survived a brain tumor in the surgery i really leaned got more gothic uh, I started to understand the darker side of things a little bit more that everything wasn't uh, unicorns, rainbows and all that stuff. Uh, so I have that filter, that Gothic filter when I read scripture, when you take a look at the Bible and I think you just kind of answered it a little bit with the viewing of the well and the gears of the well, are there any other things that you see in scripture that are kind of steampunk in nature? steampunk no but i do i do agree with you on the gothic side of things and i think that's why we didn't hold tight to the steampunk and then and people will hear that in the evolution of what we've become it's actually you probably will find that it's probably more in the family of gothic than it would be in the family of steampunk steampunk is is a variety of i think when you listen to the steampunk music it's it's <clears throat> i think it probably falls more into progressive rock and that's probably mm -hmm. what holding on to to that but we are definitely not i don't think we're there anymore what not do you anymore. Think? I, yeah. mean, I mean technically with the next album cycle you'll see our emblem has um progressed it's different and it's i think that's falls under our art that art title we're willing to change what we are for our next cycle yeah oh okay so we're definitely we, we definitely i so steampunk i mean 
God always tells us to, you know, put our hand to the plow. So biblically speaking, that would be steampunk. God tells us not to have idle hands. That's steampunk. So you you think about those types of things where he's, he never, we, we, we get all confused. And I being around um, students, it's still concerning to hear their lean towards wanting to have everything handed to them and the, the generation's, I don't know if it's a generational thing and then they grow into being more mature and understanding they're going to have to make a living at it. I think we just lost Jeff, but um, I'll I'll put him back on when he comes back. (laughs) (laughs) But but God didn't design us to sit around and take handouts. He designed us to do work, to, to, you know, feel the earth in our hands and get the grease on our hands and, you know, have that smoke in our face and just he didn't design us to sit in, in luxury, even though some people get that beauty of having the luxuries to have sit around and do nothing. <laughs> I don't know if that's, I don't still don't think that's a calling though. I think if you've been made, if you've been given the gift of wealth, you're still supposed to be busy with that wealth and how you build the kingdom of God. So, yeah, it's about being out there. Exactly. You just, you just like gave this cornucopia of steampunk themes that are actually in scripture just right there. Uh, it, it's, it's really, I'm just like, wow. Just, you know, cause just a few minutes ago, you're like, well, I don't know. You know, we got the well and all of a sudden it just boom, it, uh, an explosion of it. And Paul said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Yep. It, it's just that simple. No work, no food. That's right. just the way that it goes. And that's right. Because God, when he created Adam, he placed Adam in the garden to tend the garden, to work the garden. Now, when he placed him there, it was a bit easier before they decided to rebel. And now it's by the sweat of the brow and it's the thorns and the weeds and the the pains of physical labor and going to work. It was a lot easier. But God created us. You're absolutely right. We were all created to do something, not just sit around and have things given to us. And yeah, we are kind of in a sorry state right now with uh, young people, the way that they expect the handout. Hey, this is going to be taken care of for me. That's not the way that it works. And God is always a God of if you, if you, then I, if we, if we put our hand to the plow and we're obedient in doing it, then he will bless so long as we're doing it, doing it unto him. And, yep. and doing it that way. So it just blows my mind how when you look at Scripture, you can see it through so many different filters. Like I see it through the Gothic filter. You see it through the steampunk filter. And there's people that even see it through the country music filter, you know, or whatever whatever filter they're seeing it through. But, you know, I have a military background, and there's sometimes I see the Scripture and read it through a military mindset. And I'm like, oh, that's where that came from. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I see the strategies here. And how business people read scripture and they see the business, they see it through the business filter. It's just anybody who says the Bible is static and boring. Yeah. You just don't, you don't get it. <laughs> you right. just don't get it. It's the living, it's the living word of God is, is what it is. And we're going to bring Jeff back with us. Jeff, welcome back. <laughs> well, Hey, I'm, it's always good to be welcome back. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's okay. The, yeah. The first track that I would like to feature from you guys is entitled Breath. What is this song about? <laughs> I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Well, I mean, we, well, we wrote the music, not the words. Well, Jeff is back. <laughs> How about you take this one, Jeff, because it actually came from Jeff's poetry. So. Yes, yes, yes. It's, uh, 
you know, we do, we do, we do know that the most important thing is breath. When, uh, when you have a little child in a, in a, you know, home for the very first time, so scary. Mom and dad, you know, when they go to sleep, mom and dad kind of listen and make sure he's breathing. Is he moving? They're worried, you know, we're all worried that something's going to happen. That breath is going to stop. Even as everybody kind of gets a little bit older and you got teenagers and stuff, probably the most assuring thing to hear as you walk by rooms is sometimes the most irritating thing. It's that snore, that breathing, that stuff that's going on because we know that there's still life if there's breath. But in the in the thought and the poetry, it went a little bit further than that. Breath always says something. You're you're with somebody and you're you're talking and they just go like, you know, they do this upset breath thing. Uh, I think God listens to our breath more than we know. Uh, it tells many times our attitude or our heart or something that's been crushed. Sometimes we have sighing that just goes on because of breath. And so really, it's you know when you listen to the song and you think about all the different things that breath do. Uh, you know, the breath does. I don't even know. I don't even know. I said anything right there. Breath do. Breath what does. do breath do? Breath do. What does your breath do? It's like, oh, it stinks. Oh, we need a new one. <laughs> so, but it's, uh, if you, if you kind of listen to it, it's, uh, you know, for some folks, if we haven't breathed the breath of God through Jesus Christ and what he's done for us, their last breath is going to be a terror. And we pray that, you know, at least when we get around folks that we do, uh, allow them to know how much love is behind that breath that God has for them. So it's there. We all are going to stop breathing someday here. And then we're going to breathe celestially if we know him. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, again, that's profound. It's God that gives us breath and allows us to breathe. And this is Breath by Makor.
here's here's what I like about that. It's nostalgic to me. It takes me back to the 90s. Even the video clips that you use in there, and I find it very striking. I, I watched the videos several times this weekend. I was like, there's just something that's grabbing me about this video. And it's that transition that you go from where you're on stage where it's really kind of surreal with the lights and then it's just stark reality with the two kids playing uh, football and falling into the swimming pool and drowning and then the guy with the girl. You go back from flashes of reality to where you are on the stage and, and it just hit me. It's like, to me, you're just really pointing out the reality of life and breath and the reality of life, breath, and death at the same time. That's what I got from it. What were you trying to portray through that video? What was it that you wanted the viewer to get from that? That, that I mean, you, it's good to hear you say that. I mean, it's fun. It was always fun when some people were like, that's just really a dark video. I don't know how I feel about that. And that was, we want you to feel like that. We want you to be like, wait a minute. I have to think about death. Thanks a whole lot because death comes to us all. I mean, we obviously the boy got the the second chance, which was amazing for the parents that he got the second chance. But, you know, you had a young couple that, you know, the 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 girl ends up falling over the side and and dying. And and that is reality. We're and C.S. Lewis said it best. And I I don't quote it right because he kind of had it in a whole paragraph. But he talks in this in his book. Um, uh can't oh goodness gracious i just lost the name because i wanted i'm thinking on the fly here but he talks about how very few people will have the luxury of dying a peaceful death most of us will mm -hmm. die a tragic death and he had that thought come to him while he was in sitting in the trenches in war and it's like you know hey you know enjoy life while you have it because you have no idea how your end's coming but you better be ready for your end because it's coming yeah yeah the, the whole video, it just did the whole mind thing to me because it took me back to when I was younger in the 90s when I thought I was invincible. And then the, it took me back to like this, man, I'm dating myself, the 70s and 80s. Now I know why I like your kind of music. It's all the all the great decades I grew up with. Um, it, you know, it took me to then of just the innocence of outside playing football and then something tragic happens. And I remember and I think a lot of people remember this when you're a child and you first experience a loved one dying, it's a traumatic experience, no matter what you believe or what you don't believe it's, it's traumatic. We were not, when we were created by God, we were not intended to die. Uh, that was something that was introduced because Adam and Eve decided to rebel against uh, God in the garden of Eden. So it's a traumatic thing. And it's really important that that, brings it back but that nostalgic piece i think that is so gripping to me and a lot people need to see they need, you need to watch that video it needs to get out there it's it's so so powerful i also understand that you're working on some new stuff as what? well what can we expect uh, in the future oh wow i guess we better work on some new stuff then oh man <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we don't have it all done already. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you need to do now when we're done tonight. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna leave here, and we're gonna go to the studio, and we're gonna write eleven songs. 
Just tonight. eleven exactly. <laughs> Sounds eleven. like a plan. <laughs> We're gonna give it a title. <laughs> We're gonna design the CD cover tonight. Yeah, Jeremy's already working on it. I can tell he's got his computer out already. He's got it going. We got so by the by the AM tomorrow we'll have a new album done and ready. Perfect. To go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one has been a long a long time in the making. Oh my goodness, and it it. it it sort of started evolving and coming together while we were finishing up the last album, which was Mudman. Mudman is was a necessity. It was a needed album. We needed to do that album in order for us to find healing. That's sort of our our closure from the devastation that we experienced as a band because of you know going through some stuff, and then you know out of that we were able to find hope in the reality of things. Like there's still wounds and there's still scars and there's still pain, but um, we're moving on. We're moving on into the reality that now we're facing something that, that we never thought we'd have to face. We're facing life. Like we never had to like, people in our lives, in our world are going through things they never imagined having to go through. And, you know, God prepares us for a certain time. And we were kind of frustrated, I think, because it was taking so long to get this album done. And, you know, every time we would go forward, we get knocked way back and we would have, we're like, Hey, we have these songs, but we don't, we don't have the money to do them or we don't have the, the studio to do them in or whatever it was. It's just a series of things not allowing us to get the album done. And, um, and it's probably because of God wanting it to happen at the right time. I think mm. it is because of God. I say probably how silly are we? We have, no, we have no control. It's always because of God. And he knows when the right time is. And um, yeah, the next album, it, the album name came to us prior after we finished up bottom feed and um it we just decided that we were going to call it war cry just out of just it just felt right and so it's called mm -hmm. war cry it's a series of this is probably the only progressive part about it it, it tells a story from song one to song 11 so when oh, people wow. when people finally get their hands on the full album the full release uh, it'll be best of them it'll serve them best to re to listen from one to 11 and they'll get the full impact of the whole message. So why war cry? Why, why that title at this time? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It wasn't at this time, but now it is this time. So God had already laid it in our hearts it, and we didn't even have lyrics. That's the crazy thing. He gave, he gave us this title and we're like, all right, we'll move forward with it. We'll see how it goes. We'll just start writing music. Um, and then we'll let the music, kind of be there and then when god is ready to give us the lyrics then we'll start pouring those lyrics into it and lyrics just just really all at once they it was one week and uh i think we actually did a family vacation where like a couple of the siblings and parents got together and we went and hung out and on that week just the words just started pouring into me and i just started scratching mm -hmm. down on paper and probably didn't enjoy my vacation the way I should have, but I enjoyed my vacation because I had, I had all these words just flowing out of me. And by the end of the vacation, I had 11 songs lyrically written. And, um, but war cry I feel is definitely right now. We are being called to do some difficult things, very difficult things. We're in a time like we've never been before. And even just reading some stuff just today, um, 
and this might make some people upset. And I, <laughs> I blurted this out in the middle of one of my classes, but I'm like, <laughs> the, the women, and the, forgive me for saying this, but the women's movement destroyed America because it, it emasculated men and men were the ones called to lead and no longer were men allowed to lead. No, no longer were men allowed to be the people that God designed them to be. Yeah, there are churches that have taken the, the role of man and abused women with it. And shame on them for doing that. That's not how God designed it. God designed men to be the protector of their households, protector of their wives. And men have stopped doing that for fear of repercussions. And so we've got to get ourselves back to a biblical worldview, not just as Americans, but as a world. And, and somebody's got to lead the charge. But the war, the calling is coming. The cry is there. The war cry is God's like, it's time to go to battle, people. It's time. Mm -hmm. Time to get yourselves out there because it's coming to you whether you want it or not. So you either, yeah. either stand up boldly or you die in fear. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's really where it kind of starts. <laughs> no, that's fine. We tick people off all the time over here. It's just, just a norm, <laughs> nor, normal occurrence that, uh, that we do because – Biblical living is not popular. No. What what Scripture says is not popular. It totally, and it's even more so now. You know, the fifties, the sixties, the forties, little bit different. Uh, it was a little a whole different world where there was so much logos, and the family was still a unit in a lot of ways. But now it's just a free for all. It's it's an absolute mess out there, and you're right. We're being called as believers right now to do very difficult things in a very difficult time. It's a very complex time. You can't say anything without offending someone. You, you just can't. Uh, somebody's going to be upset with what you said, or they're going to say, who, who do you think you are to say that? Or, oh, that's archaic and that's not relevant to today. It's very difficult. But for you as a band personally, this is what excites me because I'm just sitting here listening and understanding your progression as a band. You got out there in the beginning and you started to fight. You put your hands to the plow to do something for the Lord. You realized that you had moved away from the source. You took time off. And, you know, my goodness, you were on stage with bands like Skillet and stuff, you know, when you, when you, in, in the, in the get go, you were out there fighting. And there, when you fight, you get, you get wounded. There's, there's battle wounds that occur. And you got to go to the hospital and you got to get fixed up. And it's when you get fixed up, I believe God gave you that title, War Cry, to prepare you for what he's calling you into now. I really, believe that if you stay close to the Lord, and I love that you have that mentorship with Jeff. That is so beautiful. Even though Jeff is not in this, he, can't, he, can't, he just pops in at just the right time. This is this is the most interesting interview I've ever done. And when he comes in, he just drops this profound, it's like, I couldn't have said that any better. That sounds like something that Charles Spurgeon probably would have wrote or C.S. Lewis himself. But you have that mentorship and I think he's preparing you and been preparing you for the next level. Um, really, something that I've been hearing some, some people say is that some believers and some ministries have been in stealth mode for a while. And God's getting ready to bring them up so that they can come to the forefront. Because what you're doing, it's pure. Uh, the music that you're putting out, very different, very unique. It's not cookie cutter. 
but it's very, very powerful. So get ready to fight. Be ready to fight. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens as you release this album. Don't get frustrated. It's warfare. And this is what we're seeing all in the world right now and in in the body of Christ. And I know this is probably going to upset a lot of people as well. So you're going to upset some people. I'm going to upset some people right now. What we're seeing going on in Israel, you have to remember, is that God promised that land to Abraham thousands of years ago. Joshua led Israel into the promised land. It was given to them. But remember, even when they got into the land, they still had to fight. And then there was a time of respite. And then when Joshua was the ripe old age of 85, God's like, okay, time for some more battles. You know, he had some time to rest. And then he went out and fought more battles. So what we're, what we're seeing right now, everything that goes on in the earth is a reflection of what's going on in the heavens and in, in God's kingdom, the, the, the spheres we don't see. So what we're seeing is people that have been obedient to occupy and go into the lands that God has told them to go into, and they're having to fight. And that's the phase that you guys are at right now with this album. It's just so cool to see that, that it's time to fight. It's time to rise up and do that, to take what God has promised. So it's not just easy peasy walk into the land. And then take a look at the Apostle Paul. I want to encourage you with him for a moment. Because, you know, when he, when he went out there, when he started his ministry, uh, he did some things that the Lord told him not to do. It's like, don't go to Jerusalem. Not, don't, don't do it. But he went. And then he wound up in prison. But God worked it for the good. And then he went through all these trials and tribulations. And there was a period of time in Paul's life where he rested and he rented an apartment. It actually says that in Scripture. It's in there. I read it a couple months ago. I was like, wow, okay. He rented a place, and he taught, and he studied the Word. And then after that time of refreshing, he went back out to finish the race. So God's going to do some stuff with you guys. That is so cool. That is so cool. Um, I hope I didn't steal your thunder. <laughs> no, no, I think it was pretty awesome. In fact, you're, you're probably good at leading up to one of your up coming thoughts i think maybe i don't know yes 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 um about the season that we're moving into right now yeah about that season (laughs) yeah you know i love it because i always like to do something different and special as we get into thanksgiving and christmas one year i did a christmas compilation and if you want to listen to some good christmas music go check that out on our youtube page all sorts of great artists with their christmas music that of all that are all friends of mine, which is which is awesome. And you guys reached out to me, and I was like, okay, you know, we'll do November. And then I started digging into what you do, and it's like, oh wow, this is perfect. There's the Chris, <laughs> there's the Christmas music. But before we get into the Christmas music, I have to ask you about this because I, I think this is just absolutely hilarious. I'm going to bring it up here. Um, it is <laughs> almost Christmas recipes. Now, man, that is the most delicious looking thing. It's the cre- creepy Christmas seafood mousse. Um, two cups of cooked shrimp minced, uh, minced celery. Look at all that. A package of cream cheese softened. Oh, my God. I am going to make that for the Christmas party. I don't want to be invited to again next year. <laughs> now, even better one. I mean, there's a series of recipes here. Y'all have to, y'all have to do this. Uh, we also have Ben's Bethlehem barbecue burger and beef bake. 
<laughs> uh, that's going to turn into the barbecue burger bean bag bathroom blowout after that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now this looks like something out of the good housekeeping magazine from like 1962. You it's the it. vintage. <laughs> yeah. Cloverleaf tuna roll Royal Royals. Ooh, Cloverleaf uh, tuna Royals. Mm. That looks so delicious. So, and this one trips me out. The cranberry salad candles. Why? <laughs> and where, where did you guys get this stuff from? <laughs> we just it be our imaginations <laughs> some of them some of our imaginations and some of them i think it just started like i don't know we just we with with all the music that we do it's so serious like there's a, there's definitely a goofy side to us and i this has gotten so many people interested i even think we have it on our pinterest we have a pinterest account just so you know and so like i think we put them up on pinterest but the the people who run the website she was doing a review the one day and she purposely brought this up with however many thousands of people were on for the like training. And she goes in this band, this band actually did something that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Our friends from kill devil theory. They're like, never tried that. LOL. You guys, you're going to have to do this for Christmas. This is <laughs> and for those that are driving right now, don't look at the screen. We're not taking responsibility for any accidents on the road right now. For taking a look at this lovely, uh, it's the 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 creepy Christmas seafood. <laughs> like some of these are these are some of these are legitimate recipes, and they just inspired us to even like. So you have some that we don't know, like who we kind of created our own off of it but there's some that are legitimate and we're like holy cow like that's real but it sounds made up (laughs) now this is this is the question i have to ask have you guys actually eaten any of this stuff (laughs) we so every year every year we say we're gonna do it and every year we don't do it every year we're gonna do like a video of us cooking these things and then trying them out but we still have not officially done that video but wow that would be amazing the okay. Jeremy's Hobo oh, holiday. Jeremy's Hobo holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that looks absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still in the freezer. <laughs> Here we go from discussing. Oh, and <laughs> look at. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's good old Elf and the kids jumping up and down. Hooray for these great recipes from Makor. Yeah, so, you know, if the music thing doesn't work out, guys, I really do not see a future for you. Uh, Rachel Ray uh, and uh, Gordon Ramsay, you don't you don't have anything on them with this. But, boy, really, you know, if you're looking to not get invited back to christmas parties <laughs> next year or you know it's it's that trip to the to the in-laws house that you're dreading or that family member that uh, you don't want to see again you definitely go with the creepy christmas seafood moose <laughs> let me let me bring that picture up one one more time so everybody can take a look at how beautiful that is and we're going to scroll up here now the cream corn that that actually looks pretty good but uh, yeah there there it is just smiling at you on the uh you should check the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a package of cream cheese, a tablespoon of fresh lemon juice, one cup of mayonnaise, two cups cooked <laughs> shrimp minced, minced onion, minced celery, 
Um, we were talking about stinky breath earlier. That would, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that would definitely do it. I love it. You know, it, we just go from talking about these profound things and how God's going to use you to this thing. I'm going to have nightmares now after seeing that on the screen. So, but on the serious side with, with Christmas, you do, you do have a genuine passion for the holiday season. And I believe it's for the right reason. And it is the week before Thanksgiving, and we're getting ready to jump into that. And yes, Mariah Carey is screaming all I want for Christmas on the radio once again. Mm. So, <laughs> But there is an alternative. Biofreeze, so she's good to go. <laughs> yeah, there, there is an alternative to Mariah Carey, and it's some of the music that Mawcore does. It looks like it's about each year that you do a, you release a Christmas song. About every, I think it's been every, well, it might have been each year. I don't know. Do we do? For a while. I mean, For a while. Usually October, Josh demands a song out of us. <laughs> we always do it at the most <laughs> inopportune time. I'm like, hey, I'm feeling like Christmas. Let's do a Christmas song. Yeah. And then I'll contact the people who are doing our mixing. And they'll be like, well, if you can get it to us quickly, then we'll get it done for you. But you better hurry up. Oh, so then we got a cram to do it. So. <laughs> What is it that draws you? And when you do Christmas music, you're not doing All I Want for Christmas or, you know, um, All I Want for Christmas is You or Pretty Paper or Pretty Ribbons. You're doing the songs that have substance and talk about the wonder of the of the Christmas season. What draws you to those songs? Uh, the darkness of it, like the the uh, the reality. I don't I think that. Um, like our very first one was actually Silent Night. Well, yeah, the very first one we put yeah. out was Silent Night, and it was an acoustic take on it. And um, I think that was an agreement altogether as a band that we would do it as acoustic because it just felt more like you, it felt respectful. Um, lots of times you hear Silent Night done all kinds of different ways. I think even back in the day, Deliverance did Silent Night. <laughs> that was hilarious. I mean, like they're like, Silent Night. And you're like, Ah, I mean, I like metal, but um, that was a little over the top. I don't think that the baby would have been sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it started, we did Silent Night as an acoustic one, and then, and then I guess just we were looking at songs and we we kind of dig through them. We don't actually just like, hey, what's popular? We we read through the lyrics, we re listen to the way they were performed originally, and we think, how can this one like? fit into what we're doing and so then then came oh come emmanuel which um really at the time we put that out there was there was conflict in israel at that time and now yeah. we're now we're doing it again and we're yeah. back like it's it's so and it's more intense now than it ever has been and it just felt like we needed to put oh come emmanuel because um i think what inspired us even was just seeing all of Israel gathering at that time, praying. You had a bunch of circles of, of Jewish people in Israel just praying, praying for their, their savior, praying for, you know, Hosanna, praying. You're like, holy cow, like this is like we, this is our, all of our hearts cry. We want Emmanuel. We want him to take care of us. Of course we want peace and we want, you know, resolve, but, you know, we still need Emmanuel in the conflict too. So like that's where Emmanuel came about. So. That's always been one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, even when I was lost, when I did not know the Lord personally, I knew him religiously, but did not know him personally. When the Christmas music would come on the radio, 
that's what I was drawn to was the the hymns. I was drawn to the ones about Jesus. And, you know, when I listen to Christmas music that's put on the radio today, it's all the cookie cutter. It's the same song. My wife and I, we were listening to it on Sunday on the radio. I'm like, you know, we heard the same Christmas song three times in the past hour. And they just put these and they take all the ones out about Jesus. And really, that is what the mystery of the season is. I, I remember growing up, there was always this mystery about Christmas, and there is such a wonderful mystery about it. And I want to play O Come Emmanuel, and I did a little bit of research on the song. We'll talk about it uh, afterwards. But this is O Come Emmanuel by Makor. <laughs> Oh, 
I love that. The way that you interpreted that song, the way that you put your own uh, flair into it, it's, it's so beautifully done. And there's a couple things that I want to say. First of all, I wanted to really feature that tonight because of the time that we're living in. You did this, what, two years ago that you released yeah, this one? Two years ago, yeah. About two years ago. And here we are again. And actually, it's warfare. We are in a time of warfare. That's just the way the world is right now. The world is at war. Uh, there's some people debating whether or not we're actually in World War III right now. It very well could be because they didn't name World War II World War II until it was over. <laughs> you know, it was all these conflicts that were going on. But something that struck me in that video, and I did a uh, what I call a lithos bite, which focuses more on scripture than it does the music, but it focuses on the scripture on of the time that we're living in right now. And I was going, I went to Acts chapter two and Joel chapter two, where Joel and then Peter repeated it that in these last days we're living in the time of blood, um, fire, and vapor of smoke. And when I saw the opening of the video with the Qassam rockets being launched into Israel, the vapor, it just hit me, the vapor. I was like, that's, the va that's, that's one of the vapors of smoke. We've seen a lot of vapors of smoke over the, you know, in these last days. And especially going back to 9-11, we saw pillars of vapor of smoke. But that you see that, and I wonder if that's what Joel saw when he prophesied that. When, you know, yeah. was that what he was seeing? Is that how he was able to explain it? And then in this song, this song is very cleverly written. It was written, my goodness, in the ninth century. That's how old it is. And it it was written in Latin. So the antiphons, which are the short chants sung as the refrain, you have O Sapentia, sap, which is wisdom, O Adonai, which is God, O Radix Jesse, which is stem of the root of Jesse, O Clavis David, the key of David, O Oriens, the day spring, O Rex Genetium, king of the Gentiles, and O Emmanuel. Well, <clears throat> there's a two-word acrostic out of these antiphons, which are in order. So putting them all together, um, it spells uh, sar sarcor, but if you read it backwards, it's echo crass, which means I will be present tomorrow. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. These hymns, the depth of them, you know, why, how do you, you know, we talked a little bit about how this applies to today. Is there anything else in this song, O Come Emmanuel, that you see that applies so specifically to the time that we're living in right now? Well, I mean, for us, we saw those three stanzas that we chose as being specific at this time. That's why we picked them after reading through, you know, the English version of the of those stanzas. We actually considered <laughs> we couldn't say that we couldn't pronounce things right. So we actually considered singing them in some of the older translations, just maybe oh, wow. even in the background. But we just I don't know. I, I have a hard enough time speaking English. So <laughs> yeah, you do. Yep, you sure do. <laughs> so we kind of stuck with what we did better. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, the stanzas that were there, we just saw, and especially at that specific time, you know, we had a lot of turmoil going on. And um, I don't know what was happening in the ninth century because I'm, I, even though I like to call myself a historian, my brain deletes things easily. And I like to go back and I like to just reread things. And, and, uh, but, you know, there, there was probably some pretty crazy stuff going on. I mean, you think about even 
in this season. Uh, Chris Kringle himself, you know, he was a um, basically a Viking warrior for God, and uh, and he he was going and destroying, you know, these deep seated church situations that were using God as a as a as a shroud for their satanic activity and yes. like you don't even know that about chris he didn't he didn't he wasn't all this fluffy warm guy he was he was a warrior for god he was a warrior yeah. he wanted to change he wanted to change like you know what if you're not going to change i'm going to make sure you do change and yeah. i'm going to exile you from these churches that you are you're tainting yes. and destroying so like yeah. um and that's i think that we're in the time where we we've got to start doing the same thing um, we need to, we need to start calling out pastors. We need to start calling out leaders in the church. We need to start calling out our own brothers and sisters in, in, that claim the name of Jesus and saying, listen, you know, we've even started using the, the, uh, judge not lest you be judged as a way of saying, don't judge. I get that thrown in my face every day, which is mind blowing. It's judge not in judge, not unless you're willing to do the changing. If you've changed and you know, you've changed, you know, someone else can change. You have the liberty to call them out. Mm -hmm. So that we're not, the Bible didn't say don't judge. It said don't judge if you're not willing to change. Right, exactly. And that's, you know, a lot of people that say that, and I've countered that argument. It's like, so do you believe that you use discernment? Oh, yes, I use discernment, but you're not supposed to judge. Well, that's what discernment is. So <laughs> kind of, yeah, you're kind of opposing yourself with your, with your own teaching there. Chris Kringle, I actually did a live stream with a lady, uh, a friend of mine, last year for our Christmas edition, and she wrote a children's book on St. Nicholas. And it was a children's book, but she dove into the biblical context of, of who he was. And it caused me to dive a little bit deeper as well. And one of the things that I found fascinating about the account of St. Nicholas is signs and wonders actually followed him. There was a... I forget where it was, and it was probably one of those things that you were talking about where they were doing satanic things. There was a boy that was murdered, and the, he went into the place, and he sensed through discernment that there was a dead boy in there, called out the guy, and then went back and raised the young boy from the dead. And that is documented. Wow. So you're looking at something. You're looking at a total warrior for God, like you were just saying, and you know, unfortunately, we've dressed him up as the guy that just kind of slides down the trim chimney and has got these really weird reindeer that fly. <laughs> that's that's Coca Cola for you. That's modernization. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, and and Santa Claus is fun. You know, you can have fun with it, but it's not the mystery of the season. It's not. Uh, it's not what makes the season special it's it's jesus and i think that's what we've what we've really lost and here i am in, on my soapbox about it is you know play some of the songs on the radio about jesus be bold about it go ahead and and do it the ukrainian bell carol is not enough you know yeah it's it's hip you think it's hip and that's the only reasons why it's being played but there's more to it than that and i find it fascinating how a lot of rock and metal artists put out Christmas albums with the real deal stuff on it. The the version of Silent Night that brings me, that just gives me goosebumps every time I hear it is Stevie Nicks' version of Silent Night. Mm. Very reverently done, beautifully done in her way. And you can tell that there's something, 
going on on the inside of there's something more here. There's something more here. Just, just when you listen to it. So, wow. And while you're listening to these great Mockwar Christmas songs, don't forget you can try the creepy Christmas seafood moose. Yeah. And there, there he is again. Look, look at that ah! thing. Just, <laughs> <laughs> nothing says christmas more than the creepy christmas seafood moose i love it <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to share with our viewers and uh listeners in in our in our world tonight before we sign off well i mean first of all we got uh the new music coming out so we definitely want to be, be uh alerting everybody to that it's going to hit uh the uh, the single is going to hit hopefully November 28th, which is the toughest, nice. time, the toughest time to put a single out because you got the Christmas competition going on, but we just feel like it's time. And so we're going to put the single out and then the album is slated to be out in December. So we're going to, not a whole lot of time, but we just kind of, it's been a long time in the making, you know, we'll just keep pushing it as we have to push it. But uh, we, we do believe that it's, it's time. So Nice, nice. It's, it's it's definitely God's timing, and I'm so excited that I was able to get you on the front end of the release because a lot of times I'm playing catch up with, oh my, they just released it like a week ago or a month ago, and we're talking about and here. I have the privilege of having you all on the on the front end of it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, and for for our audience to get that release, where can they go to get it? Find out more about it um it will well i mean you'll be able to talk about it but um it'll be everywhere i believe that it, the, the single will go to only the radios so there won't be a single available but the single will become available as a pre-order um so if they pre-order on like itunes or um someplace that sells it or they can save it on spotify when spotify says it's available for pre-order saving so that's pretty much how it's going to go um not sure how we might wait to put on the on the website on the official release date it's sort of primed there but we haven't put it out there yet so um we'll see (laughs) we're trying to focus on the radios first because even though um you know, Spotify thinks that the giant, we feel like radio stations and people who respect music are the ones we want to have the music first because that just, I mean, they work so hard to listen to stuff and make sure that good stuff's getting put out there. So we, we want to start there first. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, may you continue to be blessed in what you do. And if you guys could hold on, uh, we'll talk a little bit afterwards and to our audience we will be taking next thursday night off because it will be for me the 51st edition of the hunger games at my house also known as thanksgiving and uh, i will be enjoying some turkey and hope you will be enjoying it as well and then we will be back at the end of the month and we got a couple more before we go on christmas break so until the week after thanksgiving Peace out and rock on. And don't forget, hey, you can try those Christmas recipes actually before Christmas if you want to and, and, and throw those out there for Thanksgiving. So you woke me What's up that? on the ketchup thing. You you said, you know, you always have the ketchup. 
And I'm thinking, well, yeah, you have the ketchup on the seafood, creepy seafood thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, you woke me up with that. Oh, yeah. Right. That's right. And there it is for everybody before we close out. There is the creepy <laughs> seafood moose. Until next time, the week after Thanksgiving, everybody, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.